Well, welcome to Grounded Sounds. I'm Jen. And I'm Abel. And it's good to see you, Jen. It's great to see you, Abel. I've missed you. Seems like it's been forever. It, it does seem like we, it's been forever. Montana. You were gone last week. Yes, Montana. Big sky country. Gorgeous. I, yeah. So I mm-hmm. did a very up close and personal Dude, interview. I was bummed that I missed that one. It was like, I listened to it and I was like, I would have loved to talk to these guys. They were awesome. They, they were, were so dark. They were. Everything was, it, everything was very dark last week. It was dark, but it was. we talked about how there's different aspects yeah. to that. It's cool. I liked, the, I liked the interview last week. I was seriously bummed that I wasn't there. Yeah. Did you we do that here? Mm-hmm. We okay. did, because they did their show here. So it was really cool to be able to sit down with them before the show. And I was grateful that they took the time to do it, because it's, you know, it's busy when you're setting up for your sure. show and trying to get ready. And so they were very kind and, and wonderful to interview and wonderful to meet. So. Did you get to interview in here, or did you? I interviewed in here. But you didn't go... I I, I did hall. go in the green what? room. I did. I Jen? was allowed in the green room, right? Jen, we're going to get us kicked out of here. I know. I know. Right. We're You're in the interlo- studio I was interloping. Today. Well, you're just lucky <laughs> you made it out alive. You know, my job is <laughs> in the green room. You have, uh, you have a <laughs> I just came from the Jones green room. <laughs> interesting line. Who's playing the Jones? Uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones oh, yes. are playing on Friday. Cool. So I'm getting the green room set today because I'm working cool. Criterion tomorrow. Yeah. XX will be here tomorrow. Have fun with that crowd. I know, right? XX crowd. <laughs> the XX crowd. Is there even, are they even going to bother to sell booze or mm. not? <laughs> They're definitely going to be doing wristbands. I yeah, was. <laughs> I was going to say wristbands are going to be key <laughs> yes. to that show. For sure. <laughs> yes. Well, we actually went to the Growlers last weekend oh, and cool. um, the booze got shut down because an underage kid hit his head in the bathroom. As one does. <laughs> I mean, don't have enough practice. And I mean, I'm sure everybody at ACM lab did great. That was not, you know, their problem. Somebody just, you know, some dumb kid. A little pre-partying. Yeah. You know? Yeah, probably. Yeah. That'll I mean, happen. I felt really bad for the, you know, for the bar. They bought all that booze and yeah. couldn't sell it. Oh uh, yeah. That's, that's a bummer, man. I know. So we, we are all about local music here, but we're also about supporting local venues. So yes. we want to be supporting the tower. The tower has sitting in the tower. Amazing shows coming up. We do at uh, Paul Thorne's actually tomorrow at the tower. What? Yes. And, nice. um, of course we have Jones, we have criterion, we have the ACM lab, we have the blue, Jimmy Webb we at the blue, blue door. No, tonight. We have, I mean, we have all these, it's we have going to be over by the time this comes out, but I, yeah. That show was killer, right, guys? <laughs> right. I hope so. Retrospectively. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> um, I do want to mention before we talk to our guest, we um, got to do an interview for, it's called the Flyover Podcast Newsletter. And I saw that interview. Yes. I was in Montana, uh-huh. and I saw it on uh, Instagram, and I was like, we, we were interviewed? Yes. I, I didn't know, and well, I read it, and I was like, thanks, Jen, well. for all the shout-outs in that <laughs> interview. You were in it the whole in time. Depth. In and there's depth. pictures of you. There's pictures. I talked I know, about Savory I read Spice. It. it was great. I, I did. plugged I, everything I was supposed I to. I read the whole interview, which is <laughs> odd for me. But I did because it was about my show. It was a long interview. <laughs> it was. So I, we we should be very honored. Kelly yeah. um, Moffat is who does this newsletter. And she likes to highlight podcasts between the ho- between the coasts. Like, okay. you know, because she said she feels like, especially there's a lot of podcasts coming out of the coasts. But... She wants to know about podcasts going on in Is it like the middle of the United States. Big deal? Like I had never, I didn't even know what was going on. Well, so she says she that she you, hunts down podcasts, and she found ours. What? Yes. 
Nice. I know. Isn't that it's great? Because of all our listeners. I bet we were like way up on the listener. Numbers. Oh, I'm I think we are. I mean we it's must like be Ira Glass, Chris Hardwick, and then us. We're doing great. <laughs> I think we're number three. I think we're number three too. Well, Maybe Mark Marin might be. I think she's one. out of St. Louis. Oh, cool. Um, Kelly, I'm sorry if I'm not correct on that, but I believe that that's where she's out of. And so I just had such a great conversation this with isn't her. Like a friend of yours? No, I do. We just <sighs> met on the phone. I had no she didn't connection. Call me. I know. Well, she emailed me. <laughs> to okay. be fair, she emailed me, and then we All set right. up a little phone meeting. And it was cool. kind of last minute. She said, "Can you?" talk in a few hours and she I said, said sure can Abel be on this interview and you're like no I was like no, no we do not let Abel talk no, on a lot of things keep him shut down <laughs> if we could please what about drivers no. no 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 none of the guys can do any let's of this let's keep this between between us <laughs> just the girls just us girls on this interview <laughs> it was it was just a girl interview <laughs> that was great <laughs> we had a great I little chat it. I was like that's cool I didn't realize that it was like a big national deal though well it's a newsletter so she and that's how you you have to subscribe to the newsletter. Oh, so. do you subscribe to the newsletter? I do. Oh, yes. Did you before she interviewed? No. Oh, no. Man. I know, right? Trying to make connections here. It's <laughs> not happening. It's well, awesome. I mean, she found our show. I really want to see our numbers. I guarantee we're beating Wafty now because Wafty never releases a show. <gasps> Steven Tyler. I hope he's not guys. here. Yeah. <laughs> but if he was, he'd come in and flip us off or something. Steven, we love you. Yeah. Um, I think we're, I think we're doing great. We're climbing. Good. We're climbing. Good. So uh, one other thing I want to mention, cause we've been really working hard on this and Evan is a part of it, um, is the she festival on October 21st. Oh yeah. And thank you Evan for being a part of it sure. as well. Um, yeah. Uh, a guy named Brian Pickering, for anybody who knows Brian, everybody knows Brian that I talk to. I, you know, run into... If they don't know Brian, they know his dad. I mean, he... Yeah. <laughs> he is He is wonderful. He um, had this vision to do a festival that supported different women's causes. And so he is hosting this festival with music and an art auction and a raffle and food and all that good stuff. October 21st, um, 422... Uh, Northwest Ninth is the Pickering place that we call it. And um, all the donations and proceeds go to the YWCA, um, Oklahoma Coalition Against Domestic Abuse and Sexual Assault, and Poetic Justice, which supports women, incarcerated women. So um, Willoway is going to play. Jarvix is going to play. Chase Kirby's playing. Um, Costello is playing, which we will have Claire on next week to talk more about it. Love Claire Costello. Um, we have Mackenzie Fox, who were good friends with Mackenzie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just kind of rattling off. Gabriel Hancock is playing. Um, mm. We have just so Stone Tide um, is playing. We have just some great artists that I'm really excited about. And so Indigos, the Indigos as well. So um, come out uh, 12 to 11, 10 to 11, um, October 21st. There's a lot going on in Midtown. There's a Midtown walkabout. There's Herd on Herd. So it's a really great day to just be in between all of these great. So Saturday? It's a Saturday. Saturday. And it's a suggested donation. So it means like it's a suggested $20 donation, but that, that means you get the food and the music and the art auction huh. and, you know, and then all those proceeds go to these women causes, these lady causes. Sounds like fun. Yeah. So. All right, I will stop announcing things. And um, Evan, thanks for being with us today. Oh, yeah, sure. And let's introduce our guest. I'm really excited that you guys are here. And I'll let you guys introduce yourselves since I know you, but the listeners may or may not. 
They may or may not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, well, they they may after this, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, they will. They will know you well. Coast to coast, flyover country is gonna. Be we're gonna, we're gonna ask you basis. all your secrets, and you're gonna they're gonna know you. Right. So, uh, <laughs> my name is Kyle Reed, and this is the sound of my voice. <laughs> and I have Andy Adams here. Hello. <laughs> Andy, like- if you and Kyle could try to sound exactly the same this whole time, um, so we can um, maximum confusion for the um, audience. He's he's gonna. Uh, deeper voice than me yeah he's got a little bit more (laughs) (laughs) so kyle's face looked really nervous when i told him we were going to ask him all the secrets we will not do that (laughs) kyle's got some secrets (laughs) he goes yeah i just can't remember what my secrets are yeah (laughs) that's a problem there's so many of them (laughs) (laughs) oh absolutely well, I'm honored to have both of you guys here in the studio. Well, thank and, you. Um, so Kyle, we'll start with you. You are an amazing, talented artist, but you're also a producer and moving into some different things on the business end of music. Sure, sure. So you you get to be interviewed today as kind of our music entrepreneur, which, again, we, we talk about how um. it blends into <laughs> both, right? Right, of course, yeah. Um, well, and, and inevitably, you know, if you you work for yourself or, you know, even if you didn't plan on working for yourself, you end up wearing lots of different hats and doing lots of different things. And so, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I do, I try to do as many different music related things as I can. I, I, I write I try to perform, uh, produce, I've produced a handful of, of records now and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Andy's is the most recent and, and probably the, you know, the most fun project to worked on so far. Book. We had a book, <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's there's all kinds of other stuff uh, i've been getting really into synthesizers you know i, I build instruments so you know did the cigar box thing for a long time and now now tons of synthesizers um you know it, it's it's all sound right so i mean i, I could ramble on you know you need to be careful of handing over your podcast to, go to because i i could i could just ramble on for hours about about the the sounds that we make but um if i could you know like give you a little little bundle i just like to make interesting sounds and try to make people's songs sound better, you know, or try to make them sound as, as cool as they can possibly sound. And it's been a lot of fun working with Andy because we think uh, very similarly in terms of, of music and musicality and what we find musically um, pleasing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it was a fun process working with Andy on, on this record. We, we started about a year ago at, at River Jam. You know, we'd been writing songs together for a while before that, but at River Jam was kind of when... Uh, when Andy said, let's, let's do this thing, you know? Um, and, and that's the, uh, that's Travis Linville's Illinois river jam festival for the, for the uninitiated or those who don't know. It's a, it's a heck of a good festival to go to. Um, it was three river jams ago. was it three? Well, we just had this one, but we've all, you know, Two years before that we decided to start writing songs, start writing songs. And mm-hmm. then we wrote songs for a year. And then at the next one, we, like, oh, we need to, we should put this on a record. record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We met up in Kansas city in October. And I was living in Kansas City at the time, so we had to back and forth a little bit. But, uh, you know, we had the songs. We we came up with the arrangements. We decided who we wanted to play on it. We used a lot of a lot of really great local, you know, local heroes, I guess you call them, in uh, Carter Sampson and John Calvin um, and, and a bunch of other other people. We had Steve Bowes and we had John Purdy. Um, James. James. James Purdy. Sorry, James. Sorry, Big Purd. Uh <laughs> It was it was a lot of fun, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I mean, like I said, I could I could ramble on about about random stuff, but I think I'd like to kind of you know talk more so about about Andy's record and, and what we're doing. So, 
um, maybe maybe this would be a good good chance for me to hand it off. Uh, <laughs> well, what was it? What was it like working with such a great producer, Andy? <laughs> it was uh, enjoyable. Andy, you might have to bring the microphone a little closer to your mouth. I, I was thinking <laughs> somewhere in the vicinity of your face, <laughs> um, not about four well, feet out. From <laughs> it, it was it was really good because we had. You know, we kind of went into it 50-50. Like, we're going to make all these decisions together. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, it's really easy to tell other people no or no, we're not doing that. You know, throw each other under the bus. <laughs> but we had also, like like I said, we met up at his little home studio and demoed everything in October. I think I was there three days. Yeah. You just, I, I didn't have any furniture. I think, you I know. brought a cot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we drank a lot. Yeah, and we'd work, and then we'd spend all day in the studio. Yeah, all day, it was, and then so we we tracked bass, drums, and vocals and guitar on the first day, mm-hmm. and then half the second day, and then we spent the the remaining you know thirty forty hours talking about what we wanted and why, mm-hmm. and what do we want here and why, and almost always we we. Re- we chose the simpler side of things. Like, this feels like it could have a solo. Yeah, but doesn't need one. Mm-hmm. And once we made all those decisions, it made it really easy to work together once we were in the studio. So from October to January, I spent uh, working with, with John Carter individually and Kyle. And so everybody had the demos and everybody practiced. And then we cut the thing basically over 50 hours and four days at Joe Bellows studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we absolutely. did yeah. the drums with Steve Bowes on mm-hmm. the first day and then we moved to Joe's. It was just more convenient. It was up here and John and Kyle stayed at the house and Carter lived across the street. More and job. from that moment, since we had all the decisions had been made, Kyle just got to produce. He just kind of let him loose and, he would he would work with with John and I'd be in the room and but they would have the interactions and then you know just they did music and and we did um, <laughs> if it was time to move on that was my main thing but other than right. that Kyle would be the you know he he worked with everybody oh that's good well it's it's fun when you have when you have people you, you work with who you trust you know that's that's as the more projects I, I work on and the longer I've been, I've been doing music, the more I realize that, um, a, a lot of problems get, get avoided altogether or solved in the, in the beginning by choosing the right, the right people to work mm-hmm. on the project. Um, and so, yeah, you know, we were working with, you know, Joe was, was great, Joe was the, great. Whole, the whole time, you know, like really, and, you know, we were kind of in a time crunch. We did it all in a week uh, out of necessity at the time. You know, I'm pretty sure that Carter was in town for just, just a week before she went yeah, on to Yeah, getting Carter Europe and John in, like that. in and town John. together is almost impossible. Right. I was okay. going to say, that's Even harder a miracle. Now. <laughs> <laughs> they are traveling so much. And Well, and we're doing the release in November, and uh, just we just have Carter. We wanted mm-hmm. to do all these shows with John, so we have the three shows – and then I have to wait on uh, we'll do one more like release show once the vinyl gets in and I'll make sure that John's around for that where, whatever it is if right. we have to do it in January uh-huh. we'll get to do a full band you know um, rhythm section plus John on keys and John only played keys on the record 
mm-hmm. right. which was fun too. Mm-hmm. And that, that helped move everything forward because everybody really only had one job. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's you've right. You've already thought about all your parts. You're playing keys or you're coming in to play just to sing vocals or Kyle played the bass so we didn't have to worry about all that. Mm. Um, Which, it was fun. Yeah, because a lot of you guys are multi-instrumentalists, right? So sure. it has to be, you know, that challenge and maybe it's not a challenge, but it's you have to be well planned of who who is going to do what and maybe right. that might be different. Oh yeah. yeah and it, it allowed it allows for for creativity within a within a, a box. Mm. Instead mm. of what all can you bring to the table? It's, hey, will you bring this specific skill to this session? Which cuts down on clutter. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree. I'm, I'm a big uh, fan of, of the, uh, the philosophy of, of putting limitations on your project to inspire your creativity. And so to a large extent, we did that with this project. You know, John, you, you could, John Calvin could play mud, you know, they say, right? You know, so... <laughs> Uh, and and I, I've, I've heard albums where, you know, a singer songwriter will bring in just John Calvin and, you know, John Calvin will play everything, everything. else on the record. Uh, and it sounds great because, you know, why wouldn't it? Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's fun to limit yourself to tie one hand behind your back, you know, dual left handed. Uh, and, and anyway, we, we did that to a certain extent and, and with the arrangements as well, you know, we wanted to make sure that it was something, um, that sounded as organic as, as, as possible. Um, shooting for consistency and that's where everybody, since everybody only had one thing to do, it it should sound like it's a, a normal band that plays together all the time Mm -hmm. instead of a mess of people that you threw in a room and right. Out came this. Well, and even though, you know, like there's, there's kind of an element of that, you know, as well in that, you know, um, it's a real sounding album. So that's the other, you know, restriction or, you know, mindset thing, you know, uh, we live in a, in digital age when it's perfection is attainable, you know, to, to a certain degree you can, if you want to make a record where every single snare hit is right on the beat Mm -hmm. and where every, every note is perfectly in pitch. Um, but to, to a certain extent, I feel like because it, because it's attainable, it's, it's, it's not as interesting mm-hmm. to listen to, you know, and some of my favorite recordings are, are, are imperfect. Um, so the, the time limitation we put on ourselves helped along with this, but I also wanted to make sure that we didn't, uh, make something that sounded too, that sounded sterile, you know, that it still, it still should sound like people singing you a song you know and that's what this record sounds like i like that because Mm -hmm. i think that it does add character when you have just you know everything's not so calculated and precise and sure i mean it kind of goes back into the old school recording right like when Mm -hmm. i when we were in nashville last year for americana fest we went to and i'm the the studio is going to slip my mind but where you know elvis recorded and right and the whole the way that they recorded it was you know this live setting and even you know matt sansbury who was just at sun studios the last couple mm-hmm. of years for his recording i mean and it's just you it it there's something to that there's again that character and that heart and that grit that you know you have those little imperfections and that's what makes it beautiful it's, oh sure yeah cool I, I, I couldn't agree more, you know, um, some of my favorite recordings, uh, sound, you know, technically, um, you know, from an engineering standpoint, bad or something, you know, like, uh, we're, you know, we're fans of Tom Waits and, uh, Randy Newman. And there's some of these, these songs that you, you get, you know, like a Randy Newman song, like, uh, 
Going Home. I, I love that song so much. And it's got this beautiful string arrangement, but the uh, the actual audio of, of Randy singing and playing the piano sounds like it was done on, on somebody's, you know, cassette recorder or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds just awful. Mm-hmm. And then they put this beautiful string arrangement around it, you know? And I just thought that, I, just, I think that stuff is is interesting, you know? And that's where you can get real creative. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've had this conversation with, with other local musicians, you know, like that, um, par- pos- partially because of that, perfection is attainable thing but you know there's no wrong way to make a recording now right you know you can make a super lo-fi recording and say this is supposed to be a lo-fi recording mm-hmm. and then you can go and make a super polished thing and say this is supposed to be a super polished thing and there's you know no one's going to say you did it wrong or maybe they are you know but i i'd say they're wrong but they like mm-hmm. fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Can we say fuck on this? Yeah. Thing? yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> this is an adult podcast. Yeah, all right. Good deal. I'd, I'd like to I'm jump back. in for a second. Absolutely. On this line of thought, I'll preface it with just a quick little thing for our listeners. Like, if if you don't know a whole lot about recording process, it definitely varies from artist to artist. You know, depending on what you want to do. I know now, even even if you're using instruments, and not everything's electronic. Like, you can still. Mm-hmm. like record it and edit it and chop it up and auto tune it and all that stuff. Um, if you mentioned sometimes people will just hire John Calvin for, uh, everything. Oh, sure. Yeah. So what, what I would think is they would have to have a click track, mm-hmm. you know, like a solid metronome mm-hmm. going and sure. he would just play part after part after yeah, part and stack them and up. do it all separately. And then mm-hmm. they add it all together. Right. Right. But what I'm hearing is that since everybody had their own dedicated instrument, you you didn't necessarily record them separately, or oh, we recorded separately. You did record separately. Sure. The the whole was already, you know, we basically recorded everything as full band. Kyle and I made it sound like the demos, and okay. then everybody learned their parts to make that better. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but we were still recorded everything separately. Right, right. Um, but I I see what you're getting. I, at I was and, just really curious mm-hmm. because but the that, idea that was, was that to, to no. it, it sounds like yeah. we're just in a room. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, so it's That's, still it's there's three people on the recording. There's three things going on, right? Or that doesn't we didn't layer yeah. on top of layer on top of layer. Just right, because right, we right, could. right, right. Exactly. That's great. Yeah, and you know we might do that next time. Sure, sure. Well, I, I wasn't. I just wanted to clarify because I was. I'm very curious about this whole process. Yeah. Well, and I, I I've had many many late night uh, conversations at bars about uh, click tracks or, or you know like the 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 debate about what, whether you want to use a click track or not. You know, and uh, before before Andy's project, I did another project with a young a young singer songwriter. Um, and Ken, Ken Pomeroy, and she mm-hmm. just put out a, a CD. Yeah. She's great. And she's awesome, right? She's a great songwriter and great performer. She's got a great voice. And, you know, she had never recorded a record before, and, and she just performs her song so well without any other stuff around it. And so for her, I, I, I decided it would be a really good idea to just not use a click track at all and just let her perform the songs. Anything else we want to layer on, we can layer on. But you don't you don't mess with something when it's already so so good, right? You know, yeah. uh, to try to you know take take somebody who normally doesn't perform to a click and make them do it to a click just because that's my process or whatever I think is is a disservice to to the, to that song maybe you know. And they, the songs turned out great with her her project, so I was really happy about that. But then you know me and Andy Andy's an experienced you know musician. He, he's made a couple of records now and he's he's done that mm-hmm. he's done that kind of thing before. So you know we can cool. use that as a tool in the process rather than as a, a, a you know, a stone to trip over uh, as it could be for somebody else. But, um, 
Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like I said, there's no wrong way to do it. So you can get all kinds of different effects for using it or not using it or, yeah, like, like, you know, performing everything live in the room versus stacking up, you know, individual takes. You know, back when we did the Chariots thing, we did everything live in the room, you know. And that had, had its pluses and minuses, and it was it was a fun process. And um, but it, you know, like I said, there's there's a million different ways to do it, and kind of the fun of the fun of it is trying to do it. You know, however many different ways you want to try it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And the chariots thing for those of you who don't know. Oh right, right. Sorry, that's that's yeah. uh, my band that right. uh, we still we still we still play around. Especially now I'm back in town, we're starting to get play more gigs again. But back we we put out in 2014. Uh, uh, an album called uh, All Right, Here We Go. Kyle Reed and the Low Swing Chariots was the project. Yeah. Yep. It's a great album. I have it on vinyl. Oh, right. Thank yep. you very much. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my favorites. It's a lot of fun. Well, I'm hearing a lot of the vision for your album, Andy, and between the two of you guys. Did you guys, um, did you co-write your songs or did you, did you guys co-write together or did you co-write with some of these other artists or tell us um, about kind of the, the writing behind that? I either wrote them, co-wrote with Kyle, there's one, uh, or Jackson Haldane, mm-hmm. Levi Parham, mm-hmm. had some co-writes. And then we also did six local covers to help tell the whole story. Um, cool. That's exciting. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. Kinda, um, if you listen to it in its entirety, and I had to cut four tracks for vinyl, so it'll still come across, but not the same as if you have the CD or when it comes out online. But it... It, it goes in a circle and it follows a character that meets a woman and they, they kind of, because Carter sings on nine of the songs, I think. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it starts with Back to Square One and it ends with I'll Try Harder Next Time and it, it goes in this thing. And I, I needed some other songs to help get that point across. And so we did um, yeah, the Clinton, songs Tharp, those? Mm-hmm. Clinton Tharp song, uh, Cody Ingram, did an Eric Offdahl song, uh, Derek Paul, um, one of Kyle's. Right, right. And Blake Langford. Mm. How cool. So can you tell us a little bit about that story or that um, the concept that you wanted to portray through That's this just, album and through the songs? You know, it's about, you know, kind of falling on your ass over and over again and deciding that you want to change that. And then the rest of it is just normal, you know, you relationship be stuff because I'm happily married and I write relationshipy songs, um, which is why I brought in Carter. I tried to write these asexual, no he, she songs, and like I Could Love You Better that we performed. I wrote that with Clinton. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this this would sound better if I had a female vocalist. And the idea with bringing in female vocalists, and I, I brought Kyle, like I said, we did everything 50-50. I was like, Kyle, I got three names in mind. To, to use for the female vocals and he goes it doesn't matter it has to be Carter mm-hmm. he's like cool because she was my first choice too <laughs> and so we did, just moved on awesome. right um, right but just to kind of you know help people f- feel it you know f- feel what I'm feeling mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully the women will feel the same way when they hear the songs and so the so that's a full duet I could love you better on the record um I'll Try Harder Next Time that we played is also a full duet. Um, and it's just, you know, kind of like just imagine us talking to one another. Um, and then we did Kyle's song, Dancing Alone, which took me a while to convince him to let me do. 
I, I I wrote it, but I haven't released it on my own record yet, and it's uh, it's a song I'm, I'm very he, proud of. But I he swings it. Mm -hmm. He's like, it's not a swing song. He's like, it is. <laughs> I was like, well, just hear me out. It's a folk song, man. Just hear me out. What if? What about if we do it as a duet? He's like, well, it's like, can you finger pick it and we'll sing it? And we, we ended up. It's going to be the single, and we made a music video for it that'll be out. October 27th, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, fun. Who um, did you guys use for a music video? Travis. Stuff. Tyndall. Mm -hmm. That's oh, the yeah. man. Yep. I've heard of Travis. Um, and so it's about going through the trials and tribulations of, you know, young adulthood, essentially. Mm -hmm. you, you meet people, you, you, you cut people out, you love other people, you, you get into things that you shouldn't, you, you fall down, you get up, you argue, and then at the end of the day you decide I could do that better and so it comes back up to the to the front and you can listen to it again I'm really eager to hear this album oh yeah very excited glad I got a copy of it before mm -hmm. we started here she got one too so I did I know I'm stoked <laughs> oh, well half the time we talk to people and they're like this album's gonna be great and I'm like I <laughs> it's a build up and then we're like yeah. we don't have anything we're bummed now but you can we do we have something in our hand yeah. right now and Indeed. I'm so excited about it um, well real quick we do want to touch on you did have a baby Abel was wanting right. to do it's baby talk dads. over here Amos <laughs> oh but yeah uh, we're not Adams. talking about Opie you're I know, right? <laughs> you got the cutest dog in the world. <laughs> I was like, okay. Kyle, no, are you no, a, no, your not, dog not, dad over here? <laughs> not my fur baby, this human baby. <laughs> no, I, a little a Amos. Baby. He's uh, three weeks old. Oh he's pretty cool. We should, we should. I didn't show you a picture, Alice, did I? We talked about babies at the bar earlier. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dreamy weather. It's at the bar. Yeah. Alice. It's a great conversation piece. Mm -hmm. here. Right. Has anyone whiskey. made that podcast yet? <laughs> babies at the bar? Not babies at the yet. bar. Not a bad plan for a podcast. I tried to get Leanne to take Amos to Sunday sessions at JJ's on right. last week. She's like, no. She's like, but you come. And we'll put him in the boba and we'll walk around. There's no smoking. It's fine. No. He's three weeks old. Right. He's yeah. not ready. Not she ready. vetoed that. <laughs> It's great, though. Well, tell us about the album. You, you said you're going to do several album releases. Is that correct? Or do you, what dates and we have a, plans do you have right now? A pre-release show October 21st for the Cimarron concert series yes. up in Perkins. Yep. Okay. And we're going to treat that as a song swap with Carter, Kyle, and I, um, which will be a lot of fun. What time th is that? I think it's at not, uh, 7 or 8. Yeah, I think it's a oh, seven or eight o'clock show. Perfect. Uh, so you can mm -hmm. come by She Fest and then go to Perkins. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and then the album release is November 10th at the Blue Door. Mm -hmm. um, and we're doing a Tulsa release on the 12th at the Woody Guthrie Center Theater. Great. Cool. And then we'll have the vinyl release sometime, hopefully sometime before Christmas nice. is, is my goal. Mm. Just feel like I could sell them a little better. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we were I talking about that, being entrepreneurs. That thing to come yeah. out before Christmas for New Year's at least, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we got to sell that. They, I mean, we have a chance to sell that song once a year <laughs> because every year, right? Hollywood makes a shitty New Year's movie with thirty <laughs> actors in it. Right. This yes. is 
This is the reason I wrote We're going to sell that, and song. you're going to be in the corner. <laughs> Did you, there's, is there a New Year's song involved here? Oh, yeah. That's this Dancing is, Alone. This is the song that Dancing I... Dancing Alone to Auld Lang Syne. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're going to be in the corner of this movie playing right. guitar. Playing the guitar. I'm going to Belushi your guitar. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, man. I forgot about the verb Belushi. You guys need, yeah. to, you guys need to get uh, in contact with uh, Maggie McClure. She'll get you into some movies with... Uh, Oh, right, Maggie. Yeah. Man, I used to play at a church with Maggie and Shane Henry. Yeah, Yeah. back in 2000. There are are Christmas podcasts. We've already got them booked. Oh, (laughs) nice. We did. We had them on last year. Um, And yeah, we might need to bring them back this year. That's where Maggie coined the phrase artistpreneur. Yes. (laughs) Artistpreneur. Yes. I dig it. Perfect. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And they had a Christmas album last year. They were in like some Christmas movies, right? Like, well, they were in the middle, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, she was. That was right around that time. Um, yeah, and they do a different publishing. Or maybe their Christmas music was like in some like stores or something. I'm, I'm pretty sure. That. I know they released she was a all Christmas over the thing. Place. Yeah, yeah. They had an actual animator for Disney draw their album artwork. <laughs> That's so awesome. I was giving her shit about being a Disney princess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she loved I'd, it. I'd it was take great. the gig. <laughs> yeah, sure, right? It's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what the title of it. There was some Christmas movie a while back with Harry Connick Jr. in it. Did you guys ever see this? Probably like turned Harry Connick Jr. So. into a snowman or something. Oh, I don't nice. know. I've seen a lot I've of I've seen Jack Christmas. Frost. Jack Probably Frost. not a bad career okay. movie for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want my own Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You're, you're, working on him, your, you're working on your New Year's movie. So. Right. Sounds hey. like you got a concept. Solid concept. You guys have a plan every sure. year. I'm we're just going to write a song for every holiday. Well, it's just know. like, you yeah. know, about, well, about the same time of year, somebody comes out with a graduation-y song. Yes. You need to work on your graduation song. That's what we need. <laughs> a graduation-y song. Yeah, you know. It's always like concept. something that you vitamin can Vitamin C, for right? So, uh, oh, the, that vitamin C tune. That, uh, you know, as we go on. Yeah, there's the, the artist. There's that one. There's the there's time of our lives. So, and I was just the, the Green Day so, graduation uh, ours song. Ours was Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin, um, just some ceremony. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was real sad. Real sad. um, Very emotional. So if you guys can write a real (laughs) sad, emotional graduation song, that'd be great. I can do it. We might have to get Chase Kirby's help for the sadness. Uh Okay, he'll he'll loop into that. (laughs) Yeah. He's all about it. He is. He will do it. Yeah. Well, where are you going to release your album? How can people find the album once you Um, get it out there? Let's see. The, The 27th of October will be a soft release for a there'll be a single release of Dancing Alone along with the music video and that I guess that'll go out on all the normal stuff iTunes and Spotify and all that and then so that'll be you know a couple of weeks and then the 10th everything will be available right on all digital platforms digital I platforms mean. I don't know Probably get some investor for that job here. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't gotten back to you yet. Uh, they tell me things, <laughs> but when you have people doing a job that you trust that they'll do their job, it's easy to uh-huh. okay. You've, we've set that part up. Right. Um, turn that part off and go take care of this part. <laughs> you have people that have people. There's a lot of we, right. we have a team on. this time. We have a team. That's awesome. We're doing everything that they say you're supposed to do when you release. Mm. And we uh, we did the recordings in January, mm-hmm. and then I had a physical copy, like the masters in hand. I guess late late May, right? And we're still need every bit of this month and the the next ten days of November to get it all done, right? Yeah. 
Well, how can people find you on social media or website or both of you guys? I know you have different ones. So uh, let I'm us Andy Adams Music on everything. Andy Adams Music. AndyAdamsMusic.com. It's the mm. same with... And I'm Kyle Reed Music on, on everything. Uh, yeah. So smart. Works. So glad you guys did that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's, it's even AA at AndyAdamsMusic.com is my, my email. Mm. That took a while. No, you know, no, no, you're, you're going to get, get flooded. Now you're going to get Uh-oh. all kinds of creepers I'm, I'm, emailing you. That's fine. I got as long it. as they pay me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's the trick. <laughs> I told Hayes Carl in the back of the Blue Door one time that if somebody was going to pay me to be Captain Kangaroo, I'd sign up in a minute. Uh-huh. He's yeah. like, you're not serious, Andy. He's like, you're goddamn right I am. <laughs> Feeding my family forever. Right. <laughs> Same thing if you want to make action figures. If you think you can sell them, I'm in. <laughs> Wait, action figures of Andy Adams? That's right. Yeah. I'd buy an Andy Adams action figure. I would too. Yeah. Your stickers are so awesome yeah. already. Oh, yeah, right. Katie, action Katie Williams drew the sticker. Oh, oh, I love Katie. We love Williams. Katie. We've had her on, and yeah. actually, we've had Clinton on too. I meant to mention that when you were talking about. Clinton oh yeah, with Dirty Little yeah. Betty's. Yeah, that guy. He's great. Mm-hmm. And that's a band. Yeah, that I'm in. Yeah, most of the time. Nice. <laughs> that's very cool. I did not know that. I did most of the record. Mm-hmm. Did the bass and all the rhythm guitar parts and a lot of the lead parts. I was Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like your Kyle, basically, for the Dirty Little Buddies. DLBs. Uh, DLBs. Big DLB mm-hmm. fan. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, thank you guys for being on today. Yeah, what are you going to play for us? What songs did you bring for us live? Um, are they songs from the record? Or? Yeah, they're all on the record. Cool. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are they called? Uh, the first one was I Could Love You Better that I wrote with Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, in one session between the hours of 2 and 7 a.m. When, when you do that, you got to show up at home with, with biscuits and gravy from Brahms. That's right. not a bad idea. <laughs> hey, honey, I'm home. There's biscuits and gravy in the microwave. Okay. I may have written you a song. May have written you a song. <laughs> um, and then the next one was I'll Try Harder Next Time that Kyle and I worked on a lot. Uh, musically and lyrically, but he did not want a writing credit. Don't, so, don't. So I didn't give it to him. <laughs> there you go. Um, Only on the podcast. <laughs> and then the last one was uh, the title track, Back to Square One. Great. Cool. Well, good. We're excited to give listeners a little sneak peek into the album. Sneak peek. Peek all you want, y'all. Yep, yep. November 10th, Blue Door. <laughs> Um, well, we will keep talking about it. I'm excited to go pop the yeah, sure. record in and listen. And we'll, as the weeks approach, we'll keep um, talking about the releases and all the work you guys have been putting into it. Great. And um, before we wrap up, Evan, do you have any updates for us or anything? Me? You wanna- yes, of course. You are um, our music guru over here. Sure. There's there's always good stuff. There is. Uh, um. Well, you know, is it cool if I plug another podcast? Yeah. What? Of right. <laughs> we are, hey, what's our motto? A rising tide lifts all yeah. ships. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, I'm going to give uh, a little spiel about that real quick because okay. when we're when we're promoting shows and promoting different events, I run into so many times different, whether it's like a different restaurant or a different venue or whatever, and it's like they don't want sure. to support other like restaurants right, and yeah. right. actually our big ones are great I think the tower's great yeah. with the Jones and the Criterion like all these like big 
guys are great. They're doing a great yeah. job of supporting yeah. each other. It's our like our local stuff that they and not everybody, but there's I run into that sometimes of like, there oh, is, is there gonna be food there? Yeah. Well we are not gonna like support it. And I'm thinking, well, guys, like again, our rising tide yeah. town is not big sure. enough to not support things. I know. You just have to eat the biggest small town in America. That's right. I think people think it's counterintuitive to like promote your competition, right? They just go, no, we won't do that. But like really the more people go to these different places, the more sure. like we all thrive. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's, the, it's a, it's a wrong mindset thing, you know? Yeah. You know, you could see someone as your competition or, you know, as, as another stop on, on the walking path of, you know, like it just uh, creates awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I've yeah. always said with the shop, like if a Penzi's opened up down the road, everybody has asked me if I'd be like, be pissed with another spice shop. Like, you know, honestly, no, because it's not like me and versus Penzies. There's a spice shop in Yukon. It's not me versus them. It's me and them versus 90% of the, mm-hmm. of the you know, market. So it's the same thing with music venues, uh, local music, uh, small venues, things like that. It's not, you know, Tower versus Criterion or whoever. Oh, it's, no, yeah. Mm-mm. You know, it's the, the, getting people to music because the more times you'll come out to see music, the more you'll go to every venue. Right. right. And well, if you have your own unique identity, then mm-hmm. I don't think you should be afraid of supporting other people because sure. if you have your own things that you're offering to your clientele and your customers, it's going to be different than your neighbors mm-hmm. and your quote unquote competition. And yeah, once you're getting more people out, they're going to support everybody. So sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, I, I, I just wanted to say it's scene building and, and uh, mm-hmm. you made the comment earlier that there's just not enough people in this town for places not to support, you know, for yeah. people not to support each other. Um, and I think that's right. You know, like if there were enough people in this town where people would only go to one venue and that was enough to keep that venue afloat, then maybe I, I could see people trying to be selective. But, but no, yeah, you know, you need to encourage people to just go to shows at all, you yeah. know, like that's the kind of the, the world we live in right and now. And pay to get in. Yeah. Uh, so, even, yeah. And bars and restaurants and all of the above. Yeah. And we all. Spice are, shops and, and other shops. independent yeah. retailers. <laughs> like that. Go down to the fancy salt tree and Bloody Mary's. And, yes. And all and those retail guys. shops, all of our. Collected thread and all those cats, right. you know, that are doing. Well, their, in an age when you can Amazon anything into your house, you never have to 51% of yeah. retail is going through Amazon right now. I love shopping. And yeah. Yeah. And as a actual independent retailer, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things. The more, you know, people like Lindsay over at Collected Thread put out that impassioned plea for people to go out and visit small businesses. And, you know, I'm just as guilty of, of it as any, anybody else. I mean, you know, normally I, I buy, you know, like diapers and stuff on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. That's not sexy to go buy. <laughs> <laughs> but I love going up to, like, you know, small toy stores and things like that. So that's, that's all very important, and it's all creating a, mm. like you're saying, a scene. But with all that in mind, what, which we got off track. Yeah, which sorry, podcast? Evan. Oh, it's good. Please <laughs> tell us. Which podcast? So we, yes, we want to support plug. a podcast. Actually, tell us. on that topic, I, I'm going to divert as well. Um, I just want to give a shout out to, to um, Christian Pearson's a guy I've been talking to lately. Saint Sessions. Yeah, he's been doing cool. he's been doing all those jazz sessions around town, and he completely embodies this whole philosophy we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't. Haven't been to any yet, but I've got I to go. I was there on Thursday. Yeah. It's hot. I mean, it's all about collaboration. It's all about it's, unity. The players are so good. Yeah. And he's not playing. He's, he's doing he a jazz brings, collaboration? What's the deal? He's, he has a he hosts Saints Sessions, and I think he's added Deep Deuce Sessions. Deep Deuce. Deep Deuce is really cool because it's multi-venue. And he, where oh, he's really? finding yeah. these jazz players that are around town. And like, Colin, I, I've been in the scene for a better part of 15 years, it feels like. And... There's players in there like I hadn't 
that are so good. Oh, I had yeah. no idea existed because mm-hmm. there was never a platform for jazz like that. Well, it, you know, it's popped up from time to time. I mean, back in the day, you know, the Prohibition Room at the Gold Dome used to I be mean, a spot. There was there, you know, but, uh, and it's, it's popped up. But like, this is amazing, and they've got a great like media front on it as well. The Instagram yeah. feed is just hmm. you know spectacular. But at the same time, yeah, they've they've built a community where people go expecting to hear amazing music and expecting to pay a cover to support it. And I remember he did a big post about that which I thought was great, you know, and you have to, and I don't, I don't mean to talk down to anybody. That's not it. But you almost have to educate people about what it's like to go to a show and support a musician and what it's like, you know, if you want musicians in your town, they have to be able to make a living. Otherwise they're going to move somewhere else or they're going to get a job at Sonic or something. Right. Absolutely. We talk about that probably every single week sure, yeah. <laughs> we do. So I'm so glad that you said that because it's so true and it is getting people accustomed to getting out to shows and, and supporting mm-hmm. music. And, but he's doing a great job. I'm glad yeah, you brought yeah, it up. Yeah. I, I bring it up because it's, it's fresh on my mind and, uh, I really like what he's doing. He's got other plans for other things that I may or may not have some minor involvement in. Nice. Um, well, we but, need to get uh, him on and talk about it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. Uh, I would really like to have him on. Um, I, I kind of threw him out there briefly just because what he's doing in Deep Deuce right now is really cool because he actually has multiple shows going on at once, but they're all part of the same event. How many mm-hmm. they don't venues compete. are you talking about? Um, he, he told me, I haven't been, but yeah. like he had five of them, I want to okay. say. And is it the same and it musicians wasn't all, playing at different venues? It's or? different bands, different genres even. Okay. Like jazz, but also maybe some hip-hop, maybe some R&B. Uh, things that are kind of related because huh. um, I know original flow we've had him on yeah. and uh, yeah. he's he's a part of that now um, and uh, he even had this idea of giving out these little stamp cards and like if you go to all five venues uh, and you and you rack them up then you get something that's a cool idea and he get wasn't sure if people would understand it but apparently they did and makes perfect sense it's really it exciting me, uh, this reminds me of a story that my grandma and grandpa used to always tell me about Chicago in the late 40s early 50s and how they would go to Chicago and go to jazz shows and they would be at a club watching a jazz show and they would go to the next jazz show yeah but the guy that had been at the previous club would like walk in and start playing. <laughs> oh my god! At the next club, yeah. And I was like, that would be the coolest thing ever. Just this huge collaboration. They're like, oh, it wasn't planned. People would just show up and mm-hmm. just like walk in and play. Yeah, it'd be really cool if we could get something like that going in this town. I mean, Deep oh, Deuce yeah. is close enough. There's enough venues down there that you could mm-hmm. just wander around. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, tell us about that podcast, oh, too. real quick. Inside the 405 is new. Man, um, nice. I want to say they're shooting at, uh, I mean, they, they do the record, but they also have video. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recognize that room because I interviewed Space Release in it. So I'm pretty sure that's at the ACM at UCO building downtown. Nice. Um, anyway, uh, their first episode uh, came out last month, and it uh, was with Chief Peace. Mm-hmm. Went on for over an hour, and I just want to say congratulations on that first episode because I really loved it. I shared it, and I don't know. It's, it was one of the most inspiring things I've ever seen from like a local artist. Just the way he talked about his process, and like I, I knew him. Like I, I feel like a lot of people know Chief Peace at this point, but to kind of get in his head, like I've never really talked to him or anything to get in his head and understand exactly how much he thinks about everything. Like everything that's gone into his name, everything that goes into his music, everything that goes into all this stuff. It's, it's really inspiring to see someone at this level doing something that like 
what he's doing. And he's got an album coming out really soon, I think, nice. um, which is almost in line with your metaphor. It's called, uh, what is it? Uh, man, something about like uh, Tied to a Flood or something like that, mm. uh, which is about like, you know, taking hold of an opportunity yeah. and uh, finding the most potential in it. But he just, he drops a lot of wisdom for someone so young. Well, he has like a lot of awareness about everything. And um, yeah, that was just a really good interview. So can't wait uh, to check it out. If, if you get a chance to check it out, it's, it's like, it's re-energized me as an artist. It's called Inside the 405. Inside the 405, yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, we definitely, we want, especially we want to support podcasts that are sure. here in our city and, you know, supporting artists and all, all of the above. So, well, thank you, Evan. It also for, might be another, yeah. a new food-based podcast. Oh. up soon. Are you doing that? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. See how things go, Jim. So you have a food podcast, you have babies and bars, Maybe. and you have grounded sounds. Right. Yeah. I think nice. about starting podcasts all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how this podcast got started. Jim right. came in and you thought about like, doing it, and then yeah. Well, I mean, we were, you know, we were both just like, man, I've been wanting to do a podcast called "Have You Heard," where I bring people into a room and we listen to a record that oh. we're fairly sure our friends haven't heard yet, sure, mm-hmm. and just kind of talk about it. And everybody does that, and that's kind of how this. This yeah. little baby got made. Yeah. Fun. That's great. I love it. Uh-huh. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, you guys so in. much. Looking forward to the performance for a- sure. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You can find Grounded Sounds at Grounded Sounds on Instagram and Twitter, Grounded Sounds OK on Facebook. And thanks again to Andy Adams and Kyle Reed. And up next, we have both of them performing and uh, songs from Andy's new album. Thanks again. Thanks, Jen. Yesterday's troubles seem so far removed A scratch on the surface of all we've been through And troubles I can name one Much less explain one And I've never been so confused And I don't want to fight And I don't care who's right Need some time to settle down I thought that soon we were Is what we both deserve I'll try harder next time around Our last conversation Reached such escalations But why did I attack your forward? I'm to blame but that doesn't change the fact that it comes with the job and I don't want to fight and don't care who's right I just need some time to settle down I thought that soon we were is what we both deserve I'll try harder next time around
time it's been away from you But help me realize this takes work to last And I don't want to fight and I don't care who's right I just need some time to settle down That's who we were It's what we both deserve I'll try harder next time Around Oh, I'll try harder next time Around Thank you guys, thank you all nice to be here. Indeed. We're going to do another one that's not so dreary. I could love you better if you just gave me the chance. Sorry about that inclement weather It's just who I am Sleep can be hard to come by We're not sharing a bed Promise honey I'll get us a king size The day after we wed Folks say we've been unconventional All I see is a lot of potential Our favorite color is each other's eyes And I'm not above you, honey I love you And there's no need to fret over money Just find a job you like And while others need vacation You're home, my trip to the moon It's just an endless exploration Of compromise and truth Understand we've been unconventional Old ways they seem science fictional Favorite colors, each other's eyes But honey, I'm not above you You know I love you But I could love you better Yes, I can love you better
Yes, I can love you better What do you want to do? Oh, uh, thanks for one. Let's do it. Yeah. It's a minute and a half. Do it. Mm-hmm. Or so. Or so. There's an instrumental section. A lot like Elizabeth, you were born to play this part. Kyle just wanted an excuse to either retune or capo. Maybe tell me where you're from Sometimes a little less conversations are better than none And I won't pry if you won't And I could care less if you lie Cause I ain't looking for answers, I'm just trying to get by And sure I'll have another He'll buy us all around It's generosity as this way of coming When I'm out on the town And what was that again, you asked me No, I think I'll take a cab See no reason in using what a little look I heard. I never cared too much for morning just remind me what I could have done But here I come again, world, I guess we're back to square one 